0: shotglassdigital.com
1: Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn off your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go. And hello again, everyone, and welcome to Rock Out Loud. Throwing our devil horns up, banging our heads. And we may, we may slide into the mosh pit, but I doubt it. It's just dangerous when I mosh. People get hurt, it's not safe. But we're going to have a good time tonight. We're going to hang out, listen to some tunes, and uh, who knows what else? Who knows where this show will go? tonight. It's, it's, it's already been said before we ever got started, it's anarchy. And I'm kind of like the Joker in The Dark Knight. I just, just like to watch things burn. So here we go. We're going to burn down Rock Out Loud, but to help us burn this mother down is the rocker chick herself. She is the heart and soul, the brains, the knowledge. She owns the music category on Jeopardy. We just talked about that as well a little bit. Ladies and gentlemen, Kristen in Jersey.
2: What's up, everybody? Get your lighters out. Get, <laughs> We're going to burn it down. Down to the ground.
1: You know, is the cell phone has replaced the lighter. It, it has. Concerts. And you know
2: what? I was really against it for a really long time It shows. Like, I don't smoke, but I would have a lighter. Just, and then I would burn my fingers. Mm, so yeah. I'm okay with the cell phone. I really am. And cell phone LEDs are way brighter,
1: too. That's true. There should be an app. Where you know how they've got the thing at, at Christmas, um, where you just kinda watch a, a, a log burn?
2: Yeah, you know there the- Steve, there is. There's a BIC app.
1: Oh, is there? Yeah. Hmm. Well, here's our first tangent of the show, ladies and gentlemen.
2: <laughs> you need to get on that. I think it's free. I think it's a free app. Literally all it is is like you get to flick it and it flicks the top off and it lights the lighter.
1: That there you go. And and so everyone should just download that for concerts, <laughs> and hold that mess up.
2: Like Alicia says, let me app that for you.
1: Let me app, yeah, let me app that for you. Is is the, is the is the is the I always thought the lighter thing was, um, like we want an encore. Oh
2: really? See, I associate it with the ballad.
1: Yeah, yeah, I with, do too. What's
2: your lighter for the ballad, like some home sweet home action.
1: Yeah, but so then why? Where did that begin?
2: I don't know, man. Someone did it and someone was like, that looks awesome. Let's all do that. Hmm. And then it just became part of the culture.
1: It did. And and I just, like I say, I wonder, there's someone out there who is saying, well, you know, I started that. <laughs> you know, they're like, I, we were at a concert and I was the first person to do that. But you know what I'm going to do? Let me
0: Google that for.
1: When did, how do we, how do you say this? When did holding up a lighter begin?
2: We should totally, like, we should find that person that's like, yeah, man, I started that. We should have them on the show.
1: Um, yes, I, uh, if we can find them, yes. Or her. They're saying, okay, I'm seeing here one thing saying that Sly and the Family Stone started it. Hmm. I don't understand why they would have. But again, my internet is being draggy tonight. And so, forget <laughs> Do you. Do they were... have
2: any songs about burning?
1: Um, I don't know.
2: Because I could, like, if someone's got a song about, like, fire or burning or something like that, like, I could see people bringing out the lighters.
1: Um. Okay, this is from... <clears throat> what band Start. This is from the San Diego Reader, San Diego. And this is all the way back from 2002. What band started the tradition of holding up lighters at concerts? By Matthew Alice. So, Matthew, thank you for this. Uh, Neil Diamond, the guy who went to NYU on a fencing scholarship? Uh-uh. But plumbing the memories of antiqu- antiquated rock and rollers isn't easy. That's There's that irritating blank most of them have for the decade beginning around 1965. They suspect they had a lot of fun. Oh, my gosh. Come on. <laughs> um,
2: Just tell me the band. Okay.
1: Browse from his afternoon nap. My informant croaked, The Doors, Los Angeles, 1967, light my fire, then collapsed back into sleep or a coma. Hard to tell. Baby, let me turn on your heart light and or light your fire, then lay down candles in the rain. As, hmm. It was not Neil Diamond, they're saying. Not even The Doors, says the Union Tribune pop magazine critic George Barga. Says you got to look at the fabled Mudfest of 1969 known as Woodstock and the songbird known as Melanie, whose performance there in a rainstorm was rewarded by, an appreci- by appreciative fans who held... Various lit items up to demonstrate their gratitude. Hmm. You know,
2: Woodstock was so awesome. Like, not a huge fan of all of the music and all, like, yeah, let's be in the mud and hippie love and all that sort of stuff. Mm -mm. But, like, so cool how all that came about and, like, I don't know. Just awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome thing.
1: Hmm. So they're saying it happened at Woodstock. 1969 here.
2: It wouldn't surprise me.
1: Um, Let me see if I can back out back it up and see where we're at here. Now this is from more recently in 2011. Um, Has anyone heard the story uh, that Sly and the Family Stone started holding up your lighters at a concert at Woodstock? Okay. Sly started the whole thing when he wanted to try and see what was out there. Urban myth or true? Um, Someone says, this is a forum here. I heard that another Woodstock act, Melanie, who found herself getting an impromptu open flame salute as she kept singing through a pouring deluge. And went on to write the song, the hit song, Lay Down, Candles in the Rain, about the experience. Hmm. So there you go. So we're getting confirmation left and right that it was indeed Woodstock. Now, uh, for the first time ever, I'm opening my Bic app. Uh, safety message, this is obviously not a real lighter. Shocker. Hmm. Um. I'm just going to use this. Typical. Oh, oh
2: yeah the sound
1: wow that's cool and and now, how do you stop? oh, touch it, it snap oh, oh
2: oh, well, this not- is gonna be like the headlet or the pumpkin man dancing. Listen. It's just be all night like, oh, <laughs> just keep pressing it oh, and again yeah.
1: and again, I've got it figured out. <laughs> <laughs> we say all that to say welcome to uh well, welcome. Welcome to Rock Out Loud, everybody.
2: That was like a ten minute intro. Well,
1: that's how <laughs> it goes. Now, Kristen, before we got started, you mentioned that Motley Crue had done a cover of Anarchy in the U- U.K.
2: Yeah, buddy.
1: And I did not know this, and so of course I had to find it and pull it up here. So we'll give it a quick listen. Ooh. Was a cuss word um so that's all right I guess
2: oh it's so good
1: now there's someone in the comments here where I actually looked at the song from YouTube uh it says he just says terrible look up Megadeth's version it's the best out of all versions Ew.
2: no nothing Megadeth does is ever good stop it
1: oh okay <laughs>
2: <laughs> sorry I'll take your I word for it all the Megadeth fans
1: I will I will take your word for it um have you have you watched that show constantine yet
2: no I, I have not
1: there is an episode um i don't i don't know if i can recommend it or not i'm <laughs> i'm still in that phase where i'm like do i like this do i not like this and usually what happens is i end up liking it if i'm kind of if i'm 3 or 4 episodes in and i'm like do i like this then then i end up liking it but on on one of the more recent episodes it was titled the title of the episode was the devil's vinyl
2: Nice.
1: And it's all about uh I mean it opens up very Indiana Jonesish. This woman going into like an old recording studio that's, you know, been closed down for years and she walks in and there's um symbols on the wall, there are dead animals hanging all over the place, you know, where people have obviously gone in there and performed rituals and she pulls back Uh, She pulls out like a a cement block from the wall and reaches in. And sure enough, in there, there's something that's been there for years and years and years. She takes it back to another recording studio and asks the guy to analyze it and and make sure it's the right thing. But don't listen to it. Whatever you do, don't listen to it. (laughs) And uh, of course, he listens to it and ends up killing himself in the process. Yeah. And so, come to find out, it was they're playing off the the the, the legend of that blues player that uh, apparently sold his soul to the devil, mm-hmm. and um, and they're saying that this guy, you know, it's all fictional, but they're saying this guy had, had done the same thing, and he liked to record alone. So when they were, um, and this is the original acetate, you know, and and when he was recording, uh, you know, the the sound engineer got him set up and everything. Well, that's when. The devil came to collect a soul. And so the voice of the dark one is on there and that sort of thing. And so it gets in this whole deal. But they find the record, and then these two guys listen to it, and they go and are trying to make everyone listen to it. And they end up at this campus radio station. And Constantine puts in the earbuds, and what he's listening to is Anarchy in the USA. (laughs) to drown out and so what you hear is he's fighting his way through this crowd of people that are kind of going crazy and you know just strangling each other and killing each other you know to try to get to the control room you hear Anarchy in the UK as he's he's running into the thing and and trying to keep from hearing the song so it was pretty cool
0: that's
2: awesome that sounds like an episode of Ghost Adventures though (laughs) oh yeah yeah Ghost Adventures would totally go to some recording studio and be like this is the portal to hell And (laughs) this record was made here. But the rumor is that you can't listen to it. Like, they would so do that. And I would watch every second of it.
1: Uh, Ghost Adventures was the... Yeah, that was the one... Were they younger guys?
2: Yes, and they're stupid and they're always like, Bro! Did you hear that, bro? Oh my God, bro!
1: And yeah, yeah, I didn't like that one. Oh, I love it. I didn't like that one. They had another one um, that was... That were these guys from, like, Alabama... Uh huh, and they were very quick to be like, "Did you hear that? Did you hear that?" And like everything was something. Like they never looked at it with any type of skepticism.
2: They never debunked it, right? Like we, we debunked this as not being dust because, as you could see, this is what dust particles look like. That's right. <laughs> I watch that show a lot.
1: The the Ghost Adventures. Yes. Yeah. Well, I I used to watch Ghost Hunters originally, well, you know, okay. the original one, a lot, and, and then all that stuff about them faking stuff came out and everything, yes. and I'm just like, eh, because they never, to me, it's like, I always felt like they never really went over the top with stuff. And, no, they
2: didn't, and I feel like they never found anything either.
1: Right, and so when they did have something happen, I was like, well, that's because, I mean, there was one time where they left a camera in a room and the chair moves across the floor by itself and um and then there was another one where like the door was opening and closing by itself and I'm like well, that's just creepy. I'm not going to watch this anymore.
2: This is just horrifying now.
1: Yeah, this is this is now just causing me to lose sleep. <laughs> so, I'm done. Good night. <laughs> hey, we've got one email this episode, Kristen.
2: A whopping one. Yeah,
1: it's from OK Peak Run Pindur. Yay! He says, "Hey guys, loved the Halloween episode as always." Creep me out with some of the conversation, though, which apparently we may be doing now. Who knows? <laughs> he said, I haven't watched Halloween, nor do I intend to after this. Horrors were never my thing, although we did get some interesting insight into Kristen's mind. Really? I, apparently.
2: Okay. I, I mean, I hope it was, I hope it was good.
1: <laughs> I thought we were just talking about those movies.
0: Me too.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize we were getting a, a deep look into your mind. I knew someone who used to fall asleep. They put on like Friday the Thirteenth and that sort of thing to fall asleep to. Wow. Yeah, yeah, she was hardcore. Um, he says, first I'd like some advice from Kristen. Okay. I'm really digging the Marilyn Manson stuff you've played. I first heard Sweet Dreams in the Taylor in the trailer rather of Wrath of the Titans and loved it. Now you've shown me nobodies. Could you maybe point me towards more songs or albums by them that you like?
2: seriously, listen to I mean you could totally buy like the greatest hits because it doesn't have like the newer crap on there, but like get like the first like three Marilyn Manson records. just get them
1: all right, there you go, Cor, and then he says, now Steve um." <clears throat> What were your thoughts on World on Fire? This is the album, uh, the new album released by Slash and Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. He said, I didn't feel like it was their best work personally. Maybe they should have taken more time with it. Thanks for introducing me to Slash and Miles, by the way. Keep up the good work and rock on. Um, I do think it's really good. I think it's a solid album. It is uh, For me, any time a new album comes out, and I don't know if you're like this, Kristen, or not. For me, with a new album, I have to latch on a lot of times to one song. Okay. And once I latch on to that song and kind of, you know, and it kind of gives me the feel for where I'm looking. And this is, and when I'm getting introduced to an artist or anything, a lot of times it takes one song to kind of get me latched on to. I've got to get latched into that. And then from there, I will expand and you know and and reach out what i really dig about this album is is it's got a real kind of bluesy feel to it um as as much as it does the rock and roll and you're not getting up front in 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 the first few tracks you're not getting that that distinctive signature slash sound it's almost like hey look what else i can do you know and it's all good it's all solid guitar work and so then, in in some of the later tracks on the B side, if you will, if <laughs> if it were a vinyl, you you get into some of, a lot of that signature slash sound that everyone has known and loved for years and years and years. But anything, I, I'm I'm just a in the wrestling world we'd say I'm a mark for this pairing. Um, I absolutely, I really really dig the album, and and uh, and I don't know if they could have taken more time on it. They really took their time, and and there's some neat behind the scenes recording of you know and making of this album stuff that you can find on YouTube that uh that kind of shows the links that they went to to write to to put the songs together to record and uh, and so it's it's worth checking out and, and getting into that's world on fire by uh, slash with featuring Miles Kennedy and the conspirators so
2: you need to keep an eye out on their Facebook and website because. I'm telling you they're gonna tour, you gotta go I do I do <clears throat> they're not gonna play huge venues, they're not gonna play arenas well, unless the, it's with someone
1: yeah, well, you know, slash was just up in Atlanta in August mm-hmm. and uh with with aerosmith of all people, yeah, so but uh, yeah, I need to keep an eye on that crap because I would love to go see them so um so here we are. Transition. transition yeah i was like how do you transition out of that um is anyone in the chat is the chat dead
2: no there are people in the chat there's what one two i'm not counting me three four five six seven there's eight people
1: oh good good i was just wondering because it seemed oh, like
2: wait now now 10
1: because okay because <laughs> what i was seeing on on the uh on the app thing that i'm broadcasting from was all conversation had ceased as though steven Kristen are speaking let us be silent
2: Oh, well, I did cease two minutes ago. Oh, no, there's Alicia.
1: Oh, there she is. <laughs> Thank you. He's two
2: minutes ago. Oh, oh, no, there's Alicia. See, I oh, opened up the Whoa. actual...
1: I, I'm sorry. I opened up the actual uh, website instead of just <laughs> looking at the chat because I'm still showing stuff from way back when on the on the app thing. Um, I asked that because, of course, we are streaming live at Mixer.com slash and I thought it would be fun tonight because Kristen, when I said, let's record, and Kristen's like, all right, I'll make you think of the topic and all I could really come up with is, is like something we've never really done. We've always done like we hear our top songs. I guess in the first episode we kind of did. Yeah. And um, and and you know just like hear a few songs to kind of introduce us. But then I thought yeah, we haven't done anything like that since. And I thought it would be cool just to kind of chill out, play some music, talk you know talk about the music, talk about whatever else, and just have a good time, rocking out like friends hanging out.
2: Because we are.
1: Exactly. That's, Just
2: through a computer.
1: That's exactly. Uh, that's exactly right. We are friends <laughs> hanging out through a computer with the Mixler Zoo crew, and uh, all of you glorious podcast listeners who are tuning in, uh, and are here live in spirit, if not in fact. So, um, so let me ask you this before we get into this, uh, because we we didn't really do any show prep off air. Um, do you do you have a preference of what you want to hear first here or?
2: I do not. I mean like I thought the order that I put it in was pretty good. Okay. Um so if you want you could totally do it just in the order that I gave it, All but right. go go with the flow cuz I know you're do- you're doing some like old old school stuff a little
1: bit. I do have some old school stuff and, and I have
2: a lot of new stuff.
1: And yeah, and that's cool. That's cool. And and I'm interested because you mentioned that you want to talk some killers. Of course. And so and I have some things to ask about that.
2: And and to discuss,
1: indeed, yeah, yeah But I also want to ask um, You this, we're in the midst of hockey season Now, aren't we? Uh Uh-huh Okay, um, how are your How are your, how's your boys doing?
2: We're doing alright, I mean, we're not like You know, blowing the roof off the joint But we're doing good, we started Going on a little bit of a streak, a little bit of a Run, so Like the pat, like the, uh, we haven't played A game in like four days, our next game is on Friday, Mm -hmm. but um we, like, totally slayed the last game that we played, but then we let the team back, and they they scored three, so it was four to three the final. And then they interviewed my favorite player after, and they were like, Jake, you had a really great game. You had five points tonight. Like, tell us about it. And he was like, I'm not happy with my play at all. I'm not happy with the team at all. Like, we let them back in. it. It's unacceptable. And it was just so fun. Like, I was dying laughing about how angry he was that they had won.
1: <laughs> but, you know, I appreciate that from from a team. When they've they've got a solid lead in anything, and the other team starts to come back, when they realize this should have never happened.
2: Yep, exactly.
1: I really appreciate that because I'm like, you're you're darn Skippy. It should have never have happened.
2: Yeah, imagine this, me. Wa- it's like imagine me watching it. I don't even care about you playing it. That's right. unacceptable.
1: <laughs> exactly. It's completely unacceptable. Exactly. And if, then
2: one of my best friends nonchalantly texted me. She's like, today. She's like, so um, I'm just putting this out there. You you still wanted to go to the game on January 6th after your birthday, right? And I was like, "Uh uh-huh. And she's like, okay, just checking.
1: Uh So
2: obviously I know that something is happening on that day Mm. at the game.
1: (laughs) Oh, all right. That's going to be fun.
2: I am so excited. And we're playing the Ottawa Senators who, like, they're not very good. Like, we could totally kill them, which I'm super stoked about. And then we're going. We're hopefully, knock on wood, we're still going to go to Boston and see a Bruins Flyers game in Boston, which will be really cool. Uh, I'm just, I'm excited.
1: Are the Bruins the big rivalry, or is it just
2: one of them? Yeah. Okay. And like the thing with Boston is, I like it's a rivalry, but like I still like I appreciate Boston because they are very similar to Philadelphia, but. Boston has had enough, okay? You've got like three Super Bowls in the past 10 years. You got like two Stanley Cups. You got two World Series. You're done. Leave me be. I don't want to deal with it. (laughs) It just annoys me. We're over you, Boston. I have one World Series in 10 years. That's it. That's Mm. all I have. Yeah. I have one trip to a Super Bowl and a loss, one trip to a Stanley Cup and a heartbreaking loss. I don't even want to talk about it. (laughs) (sighs) It's just, it's not okay. And who cares about basketball?
1: I agree. (laughs) <laughs> I I agree on the basketball thing. I agree on the basketball thing. But, um, well, that's cool. I I don't know anything about hockey really, other than they're slapping the puck around and trying to mm. get it in the goal. Uh, I watched Miracle. Um,
2: <gasps> oh my god, do you cry? Because I cry when I watch Miracle.
1: No. I don't. Oh, I'm sorry. just
2: when he like when he steps into that room and he starts, you know, his great moments are born from great opportunity and that's what you have here tonight, gentlemen. Like, oh my god. Like, I can't even handle it. And the fact that it's based on a true story, like if you any sport, like not even just hockey, but any sport that Like or any movie that's based on a true story and it's a sports movie, forget it. I'm done. The only one that had like zero effect on me was Forty Two with the Jackie Robinson story. Mm. I was like, I don't really like this.
1: I didn't see that one. Um, Yeah, I, I mean, they all get me pumped, you know. Like to me, one of the best in in the past two decades has been Remember the Titans.
2: Oh, absolutely. You
1: know, and then I just feel bad for that one dude who he just couldn't catch that Gary Bertier. Yes. He couldn't catch a break because, like, when they show what happened to him, you know, down the road and everything, because they're at his funeral, and it's like, wow, the dude just couldn't catch a break. He goes, nope.
2: <laughs> nope, not at all. He, and, he, then, and then the actor went on to play Opie on Sons of Anarchy, and no spoiler alerts, but he doesn't catch a break there either.
1: Oh, bless his heart. He was he was good in that movie about the the war, the Vietnam War. I forget. We were soldiers. Yes. He was good in that as well, but. Anyhow, well let's uh here's the first song you've got listed here, The Eeries? Yes. Uh cool kid. going to get some some looks into your mind with this song yes okay
2: so this band opened for gerard way when i saw gerard a few weeks back Mm -hmm. and they literally like they blew my socks off like they were so good live and i've said it on this podcast before if you get me with your live show i am yours forever Like, if you hook me because you're good live, like, I will follow you to the ends of the earth. And they were playing, and they were so high energy, and they were so great. The lead singer had um, pneumonia, so he was drinking tea and taking asthma shots, like, throughout, and he sounded exactly like this recording. And I just like how it's, like, it's very, like, just, it's rock. It's not, like, it doesn't sound like everything else It's on the radio. It has, like, a very, like, s- like sleazy bar feel to it. It relies mm-hmm. really heavy on the bass, which I love in a rock song. Um, and after they played, they were, like, they were taking all their stuff off the stage and setting it aside. And where I was sitting, I was in a bar, and there was no one really near me. And the bass player walked by, and I grabbed his arm, and I was like, hey! <laughs> so, I was like, you guys, and by the way, he was like the cutest in the band. Oh, okay. Um I was like, so, you guys have probably gotten this this entire tour, but you are killing it on like you guys killed it. Like, oh my god, my mind is blown, literally. You guys were fantastic. So, What's the deal? What's at your merch booth? How much stuff can I get? And he's like, "Well, we have like um we have like our single out over there." And I was like, "What do you mean your single?" And they were like, "Yeah, like we have our 7-inch single. It's, you know, Cool Kid and then Love You to Pieces." I was like, "Okay." I was like, "Well, what albums are over there?" And he's like, uh, we don't have an album out yet." So like oh, this band is so new and fresh. <clears throat> they literally only have two songs like out released to the public right now. So, like, they're so good, and I was so impressed by them live, so I wanted to get them on here because, honestly, like, there's probably not going to be another opportunity for it, and I know we have a lot of people that listen that do really like a good live band, Mm -hmm. and if this band plays near you, like, I seriously cannot say go see them enough. They were incredible.
1: The Eeries. The Eeries.
2: Yep. Yep. Yeah. And not not the band from Pennsylvania because there's two Eeries. Oh, wow. on, uh, okay. on iTunes,
1: yeah. Oh <laughs> my right. well, God! Just look for the single "Cool Kid." That is a pretty cool single. You know what it makes me think of is um, it makes me feel like it's uh, it, it's one of the high school centric episodes of Smallville that it's playing in.
0: Yes, absolutely. Like,
1: <laughs> I just see Clark kind of walking down the hall, smiling. You know. <laughs>
2: Oh, my God. And then, like, you know, Lana's over there. Yep, and he's, like, yep. looking piningly at her. Yes, yes. She's with her cool kid boyfriend. Yes, yeah. season
1: one Smallville. Yes. Season one Smallville. Indeed. Freak of the
2: week. What up? That's right. <laughs> good times.
1: Oh, so good. That's one of the things I loved about that show. and And they kind of do it with the flash, but not really, was the music. That yes. they would incorporate, even if I didn't like necessarily a band or something they played, it was just like it always fit.
2: It did always fit. Like those first few seasons of Smallville, like when I, cause what like what happened with me was I just got really ticked off and annoyed after season six, and I was like, I'm done, bye, I'm out. <laughs> and then like I wait, like season eight came back, and mm-hmm. I was like, all right, like this this looks good, like this is Doomsday, cool, I'll watch it. And then I started watching it. But what I did is I went back and I watched all the previous yeah. episodes. And it, it reminded me of, like, oh, my God, remember that song? Remember that song?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, so, like, for, it
2: was definitely for the time. For the
1: longest time, uh, if you played a song, I could tell you what episode it was from.
2: No freaking way, really? Yeah.
1: I can't really do it anymore, but for the longest time, I could. I could tell you, if you played a song, I could. It, it's like Derek's uncanny ability to name episodes. I had the uncanny canny ability to to tell you music, and I really thought not to go down a geek out loud or Starkville House of L kind of trail. I really thought in that last episode uh-huh. that they did a great job of bringing that whole feel back around with the music at the right point, you know, and the and and, and that oh my gosh, that one song that plays when they're going oh down my the god, aisle.
2: yes, when he walks her down the aisle, mm. dead,
1: yeah. Don't even, don't turn that lamp on.
2: And that's, that's like such a bummer, like, and this is the last thing I'll say about that, because like you said, you don't want to go on too big of a tangent, because we know we both totally can. Um, Like, with shows like that in general, like, even with like, The Vampire Diaries, and, you know, know, shows that are on CW, like, for the first few seasons, like, and even Supernatural, like, for a while, music is such a huge thing, but then as budgets start to get cut, that's one of the first things that gets knocked down. Which
1: is unfortunate.
2: It sucks because, yeah. like, some of those songs, like, whenever I hear everything, I will always think of Smallville because yeah. that was the first time I had ever heard that song. Like, really? It's, yeah, it's so. <laughs> well, think about it, Steve. I was 11 when that came out. Yeah,
1: okay. All right. So, Fair enough. <laughs>
2: when Smallville premiered, I was only 11. But that, like, I will, like, until the day I die, whenever I hear everything, I will always think of Smallville.
1: Yeah, uh, that song. Because that group Lifehouse was making its rounds amongst the Christian circles, mm-hmm. and I, that song was so played out.
0: Okay, yeah, by You're the like, time I'm done.
1: by the time Smallville, but Smallville is the reason I bought uh, the Calling a, a CD by the yes! Calling. Yes, wherever you will go. And yeah, yeah. But not only that, they play a song uh, by them as uh, as Lex is driving across the bridge, and it's not wherever you'll go. It's a different. It's a deeper cut
2: so good yeah. yeah i have an entire like on my itunes there's literally i made an album and it's just and like because i have the smallville like the instrumental soundtrack mm-hmm. but then i made like my own smallville soundtrack that's basically like i think it's like 30 something songs and it's just songs that were played that are like synonymous with that episode to me
1: i have i have an album of 47 songs
2: Oh my God! We should compare our our uh, <laughs> our albums.
1: Well, I had someone at who was at the church I was at the time who loved Smallville and and would just like whenever a song played, they download it and then they just put it like they ended up giving me like four CDs of music, and so I just transferred them all over as Smallville music oh, into my amazing. into my iTunes, and um, and there's some of the stuff I'm like, oh my God, and there's some stuff that just brings it right back to me, and then there are other songs. That I went out to find. I'm like, what is this song? Because in season two, at the end of season two, uh, it's a song called "Weapon" by Matthew Good. Okay. And um, and it's really slow and haunting, and uh, and I'm like, what is that song? I, and so I found it and you know grabbed it. Of course, you know, Collide by Diswa- Dishwalla on that mm-hmm. fifth season on that episode. If you're just joining us, Clark Kent has been shot. Um, <laughs> when uh so yeah but then there's all this other stuff i'm just like oh my gosh and i just i'm looking at it right now and i'm realizing 47 tracks or 44 45 46 47 48 tracks oh my god see
2: that's that is impressive
1: yeah and some of it i don't even like you know it's just it's because they were on these cds with the old with the old uh with the old smallville stuff so
2: Right, like you'll never see me listening to like Coldplay, but is Coldplay on my damn iPod in the Smallville album? Yeah, it <laughs> yeah, is
1: because they played the Scientist in that one episode. Yep. Yeah. See, <laughs> it's still a little bit there. Like I can't. I want to say it was the five hundredth episode. I want to. I want to say it was in that episode where Jonathan Kent died but they played uh-huh. it, but I'm not sure if that's if that's right or not. Um like I'm not gonna have Rascal Flats in my iPod except for uh on the car soundtrack and they I've got feels like today because it's on the Smallville stuff. Oh
0: my god, that's from, amazing. From the
1: open from the from the first episode with uh Bart uh in season four of Smallville. So there you go. But anyhow, <laughs>
2: Wow. Well, hey, you know what, Steve? We always say like whenever you mention Star Wars, we're like, "Wait, geeks, wake up, wake up!" We're talking about it. That's right. Well, here we go. We just we just talked about Smallville for like ten minutes. There
1: you go, everybody. So there it is. <clears throat> I I but that show was so good. But you know, there's a there's a show on. Have you watched The Blacklist?
2: I have not. Everyone keeps telling me to watch
1: this show. They do the same thing uh at the end of the at the end of the episode, especially in the first season there you know it would it would throw some music in there it just fit just right i 'm like who is who is producing this <laughs> but it 's James spader as like one of the most wanted men in the world okay, and in the very first episode, like you open up he 's walking in to f b i headquarters to basically turn himself in
2: oh jeez okay
1: and 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 from there and and he'll only talk to one agent i it you know when I've read the description, I'm like, oh my gosh, this what are they trying to do Silence of the Lambs on t v <laughs> But it's completely different. There are all these little mysteries and everything all throughout, and it's like why is he doing this, and why is he so keened in on this one person and you know, and it's just like this is, and he's pretty boss, you know, as far as bad guys go. But he's a good guy, but a bad guy, and, and you're just like, "What is going on?" And and so, it's I, it's worth your time to check out. Okay, it's worth your time to check out. Um, well, let's talk. Look, listen, this is rock out loud, not TV out loud. It's not. Um, so look, I got to get back now. I've got to get back. See, this is the hard thing on on the freaking new iTunes. Get back to the playlist where they're from. Um, well, hmm. Oh, well, I'll just play this. Go ahead and get it out of the way for you. Uh,
2: <laughs> and I know what it's going to be. That's
1: right. This was off that girl with the dragon tattoo movie that they made in the states, not the original, not in the original. That makes sense. Yeah, Um, and and they used it in the trailer. And apparently, I never saw the movie, but it made its way into the soundtrack. And uh, it's a Zeppelin cover, and I love Zeppelin. And this is one of my favorite songs by Zeppelin, and it's just a kick butt trailer. It's it's Trent Reznor. Doing it, uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Rose and Karen O, and I don't know any of those people except Trent Reznor.
2: I know Karen O is the singer for the Yeah Yeah Yes.
1: Okay. Yeah. And so, but it's got that feel to it to me, you know, because I'm I don't like Nine Inch Nails is so hit and miss with me.
2: Okay, I was going to ask what like do you like Nine Inch Nails?
1: No, I mean okay. I'm not. I mean I'm not going to say oh I hate Nine Inch Nails because you know Lord the emails will light up. I feel like they have a pretty big following. But uh, well, you. I don't
2: know. I mean, we haven't gotten that many about me hating Zeppelin. So
1: that's true. That's true. Well, we hadn't gotten that many.
2: No, and I just reminded everybody. So there's going to be right. a whole new stream of hate.
1: Indeed. Well, I I just um, it's one of my favorite songs by Zeppelin. I like the way it sounds. Up, but I also Nine Inch Nails. Like I was going on on Nine Inch Nails. Whatnot. They've got this electronic rock feel to them with the a <laughs> lot that they do, and. And it's like on some sometimes I dig it. Some of their stuff I really dig and then other stuff I'm like, I don't really care for that. So they're hit or miss with me. But with immigrant song with that cover, it's just like it's it's definitely a Trent um it's it's definitely a Trent Reznor produced thing. Yeah. But it just it just hits the way I feel like it needs to hit if you're gonna be covering immigrant song for crying out loud. So.
2: And I like that it's not verb like it, it's not I mean you know, I like when covers are basically regurgitations of the original. Mm-hmm. But I feel like anytime he's involved with a cover of something, it's nev- like it's always going to have that twist to it. Yeah, yeah. It's like how like in the Social Network, like everything just has like that, like you know, that's Trent Reznor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got that like that touch.
1: Yeah, it's it's that electronic thing that he does. Mm-hmm. That's that's so that's just it's kind of interesting. Um, now. Speaking of Resner Nine Inch Nails, what do you feel, and, and this is kind of going to get back to Smallville a little bit, <laughs> uh, season three, um, at the end of the episode where Lex goes crazy, they play the Johnny Cash version of Hurt. Yes. Yeah. Now, a lot of people are like, that's the best cover of all time. Have we talked
2: about this? No, we haven't. But if if we're going to do the hate thing, let's let's just get it going.
1: Oh, my gosh. You hate Johnny Cash.
2: No, I hate that cover. Okay. I do not understand. Well, I know like he did that when he was at like the peak of his like sickness and like you know he was he was not doing very well and all that sort of stuff. Like I get it. Mm-hmm. I do not like that version of that song, like in the least.
1: Does it make you sad? No. You just don't like it.
2: Yeah, it doesn't make me feel. I'm just like really.
1: Yeah, do you hate Johnny Cash? Are you gonna are you gonna say on Rock Out Loud today that you definitively no,
2: no, don't put words in my mouth. No.
1: (laughs) so you'll go down. Let me let's get this straight. You'll go down the hate Zeppelin trail.
2: Uh huh.
1: You won't even come with me down the Beatles trail.
2: Oh oh yeah, let's go. Like I'll I'll lead the way on that. But the
1: last thing you're gonna do is rile up the people when saying you don't like Johnny Cash.
2: Just saying. You're like, oh wait, 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 hang on, do you not like, and it's like, no, I do, I, it's fine.
1: Okay, yeah, okay, you're about, you almost said I love it, but you're like, no, not that far.
2: No, He's, I was gonna say, do I love Johnny Cash? No. But do I hate him? No.
1: Okay, fair enough. I mean,
2: I'm not. I hate a lot
1: of people. So. Sure, <laughs> well, I'm not a big, I mean, I can't, I can't claim to be like, oh, I'm a Johnny Cash fan, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I just, I like Walk the Line, um, the movie. With okay. with Joaquin, uh, you know, and there's some. I've got some Johnny Cash on the iTunes. I'm not gonna lie, but it's not because I'm like sitting around, you know. You know, I'm not like I love this guy; he's amazing. i <laughs> just I don't know why I have. I, in fact, I've got a butt ton of Johnny Cash on my iTunes. Are you serious? I, yeah, and I don't know why.
2: Is it a greatest hits? Like N- what is it?
1: No, you don't understand. I've got albums of Johnny Cash. Wow, that I don't know why they're there.
2: See, I would, I feel like you'd be the guy that wouldn't, that doesn't even have albums of bands you like.
1: Yeah, I do. I've got a lot of albums. I've got my, my music collection has become is become so weird because a lot of times what I do is if people are like, hey, check this CD out, I'm just like, okay, put it in my iTunes.
2: will <laughs> maybe listen to it once.
1: That's right. Yeah, and then it's just there. And and the other thing is too, it's like I never know when I might want to use this. You know, uh, for for all this junk that we do, you know, it's like you never know when it's going to come on. I'm looking right now at 51 albums.
2: Oh my! Of Johnny Cash,
1: 599 songs.
2: Oh my God! Yeah, I don't even have that much Springsteen on my iTunes, and that's who I have the most of.
1: At some point. I must have ran into like a full collection. Wow! Of Johnny Cash. Twenty Foot Tapping Greats by Johnny Cash. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's Johnny Cash, ladies and gentlemen, right there. <laughs> no, thank you, Johnny.
2: Now, do you have the um, the live bootleg from the prison? Was Is that,
1: that, that one I didn't of the album? I didn't think that was a bootleg. I thought that was. Um, I thought that was. He the, He literally recorded it there on purpose.
2: Oh, maybe. I thought it was a bootleg.
1: I don't know. I've got At Fultz in Prison.
2: Yep, that's it.
1: Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. That's not a bootleg. That's. Hmm. Less...
0: I hear the train of.
1: Yeah, I think he went and actually recorded there on purpose, like okay, put, to put that out. So, but I only have one song off that thing. That's ridiculous.
2: That's like one consider one of the best live albums ever. Yeah,
1: see? I know. Isn't that weird? I don't know why I have all this Johnny Cash.
2: I I I can't. I have no idea. I don't, That's that. You just blew my mind. Yeah,
1: like there's stuff I didn't even know existed. I mean, apparently, Cash was huge back in the day. Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: He was he was like he was the dangerous one he was the man in black
1: mm. well I mean he's i mean they're just album after album after album <laughs> <I'm> just like <laughs> Never what, is ends. This? what is this Why how many is this hours here? did you
2: say how many hours
1: uh it doesn't say how many hours here because uh. I just put it in the search and it came up uh fifty one albums five hundred ninety nine songs and some of it is like off of, there are a few soundtracks in here that just like one song, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but like, there's so many. Come along and ride this train. Johnny Cash. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, yeah, that's crazy. Wow. Now, but you know, when I think it, when I think of, how do we get to Johnny Cash? Oh, we were talking Trent Reznor, Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> he covered that song. There we go. Found it. Got back there. Boom. <laughs> Boom. But now you were telling me something off air real quickly that I want to ask you about and it's your you found something to put your albums in, your your vinyls? Yes. What are you going to what are are they designed specifically for? That or are you are you co-opting something?
2: So they're like vinyl album frames and or like they're I I got okay. I have a lot. So there's six that are like um like metal like I don't know attachers on the wall that you slide your your vinyl in. And then I have some frames. So what I'm going to do is completely surrounding my bed. Like, my room is really big and I have a lot of space on, like, above and around my bed. So what I'm going to do is I have like a bunch of albums that have been huge in like influences and impacts on my life. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I have on through the night, high and dry pyromania. I'm still looking for hysteria. That's not $70. Mm. Um, And then I got like Bon Jovi, New Jersey, 700 degrees Fahrenheit, darkness on the edge of town. Like I have a ton of albums. So what I'm doing is I'm going to put them in those frames and those holders and I'm going to completely, Um, kind of surround my bed with them and what I wish I could do because this would just be the coolest thing ever was I was originally going to do that and then I was going to get all the Def Leppard singles from Mm -hmm. Hysteria because if you get all the singles it makes up the album cover minus two things but you can get picture discs that fill in those two corners so I was going to do that because that is like the biggest influence on my life but that's that that's that's a lot of work.
1: <laughs> wow! And
2: those picture discs are really hard to find.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's your hobby.
2: I know, but I know, and I, I do. I already have Love Bites, like the single. Mm-hmm. So, but.
1: <laughs> well, there you go.
2: It's just ridiculous, but I'm really excited because, like, I'm not. A, I can't like put you know posters on my wall and i've never been allowed to have posters on my wall or anything like that so i just yeah so i just don't do it so this is more of like me this is like my version of art for me
1: huh you've never been allowed to have posters on your wall
2: no, and I have like closet doors and doors, so everything would be would go on those. So like they were filled. Like it was funny because I was just talking to a, one of my coworkers about this because she was at a flea market and was like, "Kristen, there is a framed poster of John Bon Jovi from the '80s with a white horse behind him and he's wearing a cowboy hat." And I said, "That picture used to be on my wall, <laughs> and it used to be right next to John Bon Jovi." during the these days period with sunglasses on a vest his hairy chest and a superman tattoo all out and it was like they used to be next to one another and then all around them was a bunch of other pictures of bon jovi and john bon jovi and Def leopard and poison and motley and it was ridiculous but it was only on my doors wow yeah
1: mm.
2: and now i have like i have like concert posters that i've gone to that i've gotten posters from like Right next to my TV, I have a My Chemical Romance poster from a show that cost $2. It was a $2 bill show. So that's on there. I, I got lots of stuff.
1: Okay. Well, cool. I, I do.
2: I have a box. It's everything I've ever gotten at shows. like posters, like flyers, guitar picks, drumsticks, set lists, the, the whole nine. It's all in there.
1: So, so what you really want are a bunch of shadow boxes to put those things in on display?
2: Kind of, that that would be nice. Mm-hmm.
1: That was, <laughs> that's an idea, I guess.
2: That's that's a good idea. But right now, I'm just focusing on the vinyl, one yeah. thing at a time.
1: Well, that's cool, though. I mean, that's listen. You gotta have your space the way you want your space. I'm right now recording in a Star Wars room. So.
2: I know that's it's the greatest thing ever. I was I was telling someone about, about your Star Wars room the other day. Oh yeah, they were very impressed. Oh cool. Well, yeah.
1: It's uh it's also impressive when you open the closet and you're like, "Oh, so there's still stuff in here." <laughs> <That's>...
2: <laughs> so it's not all out.: okay? Right,
1: right. the My Atlanta. Um, <laughs> so you you mentioned seeing the Eries at a Gerard Way show. Yeah. and uh, your next song actually is from Gerard Way.:
2: Yes, it is. one of the new songs. It's <laughs> my favorite on the album.
1: Someone That Hates to See Me Go. Yep. That's called How's It Going to Be.
0: Yep.
2: This song kind of tells the story of the demise of My Chemical Romance. Oh, really? Yeah, like when I saw him, because he has this thing where um, he will not play My Chemical Romance songs. Hmm. Um, And he says that it's because, he's like, it's not the right time. He's like, you know, it's not... It's not fair to them, like to the like the other four band members, that you know, that I I should go out and play those songs without them because that those were our songs and it was our music, um, which you know re- respect it Res- respect it man yeah I, I, can, I
1: can get behind that
2: yeah like I mean it, yes he sang those songs but it's like I'm not gonna like you know ruin them just because to fill a set list, um, so. A lot of su- And a lot of stuff at the end of My Chemical Romance, like, they were not happy, and you could tell they weren't happy. When, when I saw Gerard, My the, the big thing that I got out of just watching him was he seemed so much happier than he did when, you know, the last My Chemical Romance show that I saw. Like, it seemed like he was having fun and being silly and all kinds, like, all that sort of stuff, where I think My Chemical Romance kind of became, like, a machine. So he talks a lot about you know going through all these crazy changes and then when you get like when you get to a certain point it's not it's not about like the artistic process or anything like that it's about like someone just telling you how it's going to be and that's it Hmm. and you're kind of in the machine yeah and i absolutely love the lyrics and i I posted it on my twitter the day that i saw him and a bunch of people that listen to the podcast retweeted it um but one of my favorite lyrics in this song is, "You made a promise, then you hide, and you said we'd all be dead by twenty five like it's I, it's one of those like I don't know that all for one one for all thing, and it's like something that just goes past what you thought it would
1: hmm that's uh <clears throat> that's kind of morbid on one hand.
2: you know me in the morbidness Steve, you know I like I know. it. <laughs> I really do.
1: (laughs) Get Um, into Kristen's head a little bit more.
2: (laughs) You know, I I really like morbid things. Um, But another thing, too, that I want to say before we kind of tangent off as as we've been doing. But um, this album is actually really cool. And I was not expecting to like it at all. Because the first song that I heard from it, I wasn't in love with. And it was the first single. And... I started like I started listening to the rest of the album, reading interviews and like watching interviews with him. And this entire album has it—an alien. Every reviewer basically is like, "Hi, it's it's a Britpop album. It's inspired by you know the Britpop movement of the '90s, but it's not. It's inspired by like the glam rock movement of the '70s." So, huh. all of the kind of aesthetics of all like the videos and the shows that he puts on—it's very like gritty, grimy, like. Top of the Pops, David Bowie, Starman 1972. So, oh, so you're
1: definitely loving it.
2: Oh, of course. Um, And the whole thing, too, is like he wanted the production to not be crisp. That's why it's kind of hard to understand a lot of the lyrics, which usually for me is a total turnoff. Um, But it was a conscious decision that he wanted that kind of like distortion in the vocal because a lot of one of those like 70s british glam bands had that distortion um but it's a really freaking good album and it's like it's 11 songs and that's it and when i saw him he played like 14 songs so the show was like an hour and 10 minutes it was the weirdest thing ever we were out of there by 10 30
1: all right everyone go home now go to bed nothing good happens after 10 30
2: yeah i was like really what? what this
1: makes no sense because it was
2: only one opening act which i am all about only one opening act sure. one or none thank you
1: well there that is <laughs> so be on notice bands everywhere be on notice um is this would this be the track that kind of sold you on the album or or is it all the work that you did to kind of dig into it and everything
2: Um, it's kind of all the work that I did. My thing was because I was really against that first single called No Shows and I was, I was not having it. And I kind of didn't listen to the rest of the album. I bought it. I pre-ordered it because I was like, whatever, you know, it's Gerard Way, I'm supporting and all that sort of stuff. Um, but it was songs like that and songs like Zero Zero and the opener, the Bureau is incredible. Um, the entire album, aside from that song No Shows, really, like, I loved all of it except No Shows, and then I saw it live, and I loved No Shows, because the distortion on the vocal of No Shows is so strong, like, I couldn't understand the lyrics without reading along, but live, you can't have that distortion, so I really liked it. And I've been telling, like, all my friends that were into, like, My Chem, and they were like, yeah, but I don't really like the Gerard thing. I, oh, I've i been telling them, like, seriously, the album is better live than it is on the record. Like, it was incredible. And like I said, it was just so much fun. He was having a blast. It, it was just, it was incredible. So even people that don't like My Chemical Romance, I have seen really liking this album, which is really cool.
1: Good. I, I mean, I dig the sound of that, and and when you talk about that, the seventies the glam rock and the distortion on the voices, I'm like, yeah, I can hear that. Yeah, I can totally hear that. So it's uh, and and it's cool that you know he's out there. And you said, you know, my thing is when there's someone that I dig in any realm, whether it's music or films or TV or or or, or even wrestling. You know, when I see that they're happy, you know, that matters to me. Yep. As a fan, you know I'm like well, I'm, I'm glad they're happy. You know, screw my happiness. You know they've made they've done plenty to make me happy. I'm glad they're happy. So exactly. Um, but uh, <clears throat> speaking of being happy or maybe not being happy, I foreigner <laughs> is still putting out music apparently. Yep. And um, I can't uh, I can't think of the uh, the new the new lead singer's name. Um or the guy who's been lead singer with him for a while, I guess. Kelly
2: Hansen. I think it's Kelly Hansen. Yeah.
1: I'm um, gonna Google it. Like, like, oh, let me Google that for you. I didn't have my finger on the didn't have my finger on the trigger that time. <laughs> let
0: me Google that for you.
1: But this is yep, a th-
2: Sings with Foreigner.
1: There you go. This is a song uh off of their album uh from about five years ago that I didn't realize they'd made an album with new music five years ago. Um, and it's called Can't Slow Down, and I've been trying to figure out if I like it or not, so I'm going to get your help with this. So, I mean, it's pretty positive and uplifting and everything. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, and he sounds a lot, you know, a, a lot like Lou Graham. Um, and I, yeah, I don't know.
2: I I kind of like it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it sounds like Foreigner. You can tell it's Foreigner.
2: It's a lot heavier than Foreigner. Yeah. Have you noticed that that a lot of bands, when they come out with new music lately, like a lot of classic rock bands, have been going trying to go heavier?
1: Um, I guess I hadn't.
2: I feel like that's a thing.
1: Hmm. Maybe maybe it is. Maybe I do.
2: I do like this song. Like I like the vibe. I mean, I like his vocals because, like you said, like it is very. Lou Graham, but it, it like it he doesn't sound exactly like him, no. but it does completely fit with Foreigner. Right,
1: it fits with Foreigner, and I just because you know you were talking about you know listening to the Gerard Way album and not really digging it, and then you kind of dig into things and see what the situation is and what's going on. I'm very much as I said earlier. I zone in on a song,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and and if that song catches me, then a lot of times what I'll do is play that song to death, and then like, well, let's see what else is on here. You know, I'll bump through and listen through the hook on everything. And and then I'll end up a lot of times zoning in on like one specific song on an album and rolling from there. Um, and, and again, the same way with the band. And then I go through periods where, you know, you mentioned tonight, you're like, here's what I've been, here's what's been on rotation for you lately, these songs. Mm-hmm. You know, if we did what was been on rotation for me lately, it would be retreading a lot of stuff we've already tread upon. Okay. Um, you know, because I I come in in the evenings from work and I sit down to podcast and a lot of times as I'm getting my notes and stuff together, I've got hysteria going. Yes. The song, mind you. Like I'll just put it on repeat because it's so it's so chill and soothing but it still kind of rocks at the same time, you know? And um in that and I cannot stop listening to Thunder Road.
2: Oh my god, I'm so happy.
1: Uh, I know, right? And and so it and, and it's that kinda of, and for whatever reason, I cannot stop listening to night moves.
2: Really? I was gonna put night moves on but I was like, Nope, we've already talked about it. We but have. I've been in a night moves mood too.
1: I cannot stop listening to night moves like. <laughs> <laughs> And so it's stuff, and I'm like, well, we've already tread upon this ground, so there's no sense. And so I, so when I saw this, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to talk to Kristen about Can't Slow Down because we both love Foreigner. We've not done a Foreigner-specific show yet, um, which I almost said, let's just do Foreigner. But um, but I knew I didn't have time really this week to really dig into my stuff and, and see what I wanted to put on a show. So I was just like, but with this song, I'm, I'm kind of like you, but I just, I don't know. It's almost... I can't slow down. It's it's almost a little too perky, even though. Okay. You know, I don't know. It'll end up sticking to me, and 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 you'll hear it on the Big Honkin' Show in full rotation before it's all said and done. <laughs> so. And
2: it'll be like, who's this foreigner?
1: Foreigner, come on, guys, get with it, get with it. Hey, I was excited to see this one on your list. Yeah. Uh, Richie Sambora. Yeah. Stranger in This Town. at some point it'll start You know, we've always talked a lot about Bon Jovi and, you know, because John is the front man, uh, a lot of times to the casual fan, to the casual listener, uh, Richie may take a back seat, mm-hmm. but, uh, this really shows just why he and John, their voices especially would complement each other. Yep. And of course I love the guitar work.
2: Oh my God. It's amazing. Like Richie's whole, thing, when Richie was, you know, learning to play guitar, like he would play like without Eric Clapton and like he would play with all like that, those like very bluesy guitar sounds. And that's what he loves. And when they, like when Bon Jovi was on that big hiatus where it was like, Oh, you never like, is Bon Jovi going to be a band again? Like, you know, they hate one another. What's (laughs) the deal? Like he comes out with this album, which is very not Bon Jovi, but is very Richie Zambora. Like this is kind of the epitome of Richie.
1: Hmm. How do you mean? How is it the epitome of Richie?
2: Because, like, the sound, like, that is what Richie wanted. Like, I, like, there's this story where Richie actually auditioned for Kiss, but Mm -hmm. turned it down because he wanted to do something a lot more bluesy. Okay. And a lot more, like, rhythm and blues inspired. And that, like, you know, that just, that bluesy guitar. And then he ended up in Bon Jovi, which is not very bluesy. Right,
0: right.
1: (laughs) So
2: this is kind of like an outlet for that desire.
1: Yeah, but I, well I'm lo- like I just love the guitar work on this song though.
2: Yeah, it's so clean.
1: Yes. That's a great that's a great terminology for it, Kristen.
2: Thanks, you're It's, a, try. it's a
1: very clean. Very clean guitar work by Richie Sambora. <laughs> Richard Sambora. Richard Richard, thanks so much for stepping up and playing. And his
2: voice, thing. like vocally,
0: he, he is whales.
1: Yes, I'm, uh, that's that's. I was what I'm saying. Like you can see why their voices complement each other so well, but for him to just kind of get solo here, you know, is just fantastic. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't want to gush all over Richie Sambora. I will leave that for you. you. But <laughs> well, that's your <laughs> job. But. Uh, but he could I be do a
2: hand Crush it's okay. Yeah,
1: well I do dig it. And you know me, I dig I dig solid guitar work in a bluesy feel.
2: Oh, and that's what this is. That's
1: exactly what this is. This and
2: it's it's really cool because, you know, Kristen and her live stories. I've actually got to see this song played live. Oh, yeah. With Bon Jovi because John had like throat issues and was like going through it at probably the most packed crowd I've ever been a part of. Like, I was in the lawn, and literally, you were sitting on a blanket next to someone that you didn't know. Mm-hmm. Not because you were being creepy and not didn't right. have any personal space things,
1: but because but it was that packed,
2: there was no room to move, and it was like nine million degrees. And John was having his his like vocal issues, so he was like, you know what? I, he's like, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let my man Richie. Take 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 the reins from me for a bit. Give me a rest. And Richie did Stranger in this Town. And me and my aunt, I do not know if we have ever screamed louder from shock <laughs> together than we did in that moment. Maybe when Bon Jovi played Diamond Ring. But, like... Those two moments, we were so surprised and so excited, and I couldn't believe that I was getting to hear "Stranger in This Town" live. Like I never thought I would get to hear that.
1: Well, it's it's a great song, and I, you know, I will never get to hear "Stranger in This Town" live, but that's fine. You never know. You never. You, you never know. Never say never, no, Steve. Exactly. That's what Sean Connery said. <laughs> Um,
2: Unless you want to say, oh well, I'll see Led Zeppelin. Like you're probably, you'll never see the original Led Zeppelin. Lineup. Well, yeah,
1: we've, yeah, well, that's because one of them's dead and the other exactly. one exactly, and the other one turned down a god awful amount of money to get back together. Ugh, God, so, unfortunately.
2: Like I like who? Like, come on, dude! I would jump on that. Yeah,
1: well, you know, I don't think he was a jerk about it. I read like some of his quotes and everything, and I'm like, I can see what he's saying, but okay. You know, he's enjoying what he's doing. Again, he's happy what he's doing. So, more power to him.
2: And he doesn't need more money, let's right. be real.
1: I mean, none of them really do, but...
2: No, I do. I need that money.
1: Right. <laughs> well, yeah, but you don't even like Led Zeppelin. So, what? The, what do? You, why do you think you're going to get Zeppelin money, Kristen?
2: I don't. Well, Led Zeppelin shouldn't even get Led Zeppelin money because they're the biggest cover band of all oh time. Oh, my gosh. All
1: right, now. <laughs> Jimmy Mac. <laughs> I'm gonna call Jimmy Mac right now. <laughs> I'm doing it, I'm doing it. Uh, oh my god! Anyhow, it could be worse. They could be the Beatles. Um,
2: <laughs> but at least the Beatles were in a cover band. That's
1: true. Well, so, anyhow, gives <laughs> uh, them that early stuff. Uh, I'm gonna to go to the '90s of all places, Kristen.
2: Our favorite place. Our to Our favorite dwell. place to go.
1: But you've kind of been in. I, I noticed in the chat where you said you've been in been in an emo mood lately.
2: Oh my god, I so
0: have.
1: And uh, and while this isn't really emo, it it for me this is this is a group that rode the roads with me between Georgia and Virginia so many times. I had as a college student in a little post bit of post college, man. This these there were two CDs that were on just play and replay constantly in my vehicle and they were both by Tonic. Um, this is all their album Lemon Parade. It's called The Mountain or Mountain. Mountain. It kind of breaks in there momentarily. <laughs> this song is one of those songs like you start out, you're just jamming, you know, or you're just kind of chilling, I should say, and uh, because you're all you're all in that acoustic mindset, uh-huh. and you're just like, yeah, man, I'm sitting on the back porch, chilling, you know, whatever I'm doing, and then it just hits, but it's still got this whole thing about, you know, it, it's very focused on her, you know. Yeah. <laughs> And just how destructive, but a attra- uh, you know just completely attracting she is, and it's just um, and uh, I I just have I dig, um, I dig this song. I really dig this band. Um, I know you do. Yeah, I, and I know you don't.
2: No, it's not that I don't. I really actually like the vibe of this song. You know what? I feel like, like we were talking earlier about how it felt like Cool Kid could have been in Smallville. I feel like this song could have been in the movie The Crow.
1: Oh, yeah. Like I it has s-
2: that like very like gritty, dirty, like ni- like mid-90s feel to it. Yes. But it like, yeah. kind of coming out of the grunge thing, going into more of that alternative. Like, mm-hmm. But it feels like it could be in The Crow.
1: Yeah. Well, from what I understand, they only did like the two albums. Really? Um, yeah, uh, I'm I'm digging around right now because I'm always like, oh, why don't I have anything else by these guys? Because I really love them. And there's a song on this album called "Soldier's Daughter" that that is just like it, it's kind of a gut punch. Okay. Um, it was one. Of, it was it wasn't quite one of their hits, but it was kind of a hit. But there is another song um, called "Because If You Could Only See." Was the one that came off of this? It was a big deal.
2: That was their big. Song. I was, was going to say, what was their? Yeah, that huge was their. Hit? That
1: was their huge hit. Was "If You Could Only See." Okay, but there's one called. Um, no, it is Soldier's Daughter. I don't know that this was. I guess they did a music video for it, but I don't know that it was ever a hit. But it is just like uh, the lyrics are kind of you know very very poety and or poem-y i should say and there are just some different allusions and stuff and i'm just like i and it just uh no it's not soldier's daughter it's sweet it's mr Deal. i'm sorry i'm all over the place <laughs> mr Deal. and it's this slow just sad song that just just makes it's like it gra- it grabs you by the neck and says i'm going to make you feel this song
2: oh i like you that you know
1: yeah yeah,
2: I've been feeling the angsty songs lately. Well,
1: I hear you. Well, you need to check out Mr. Golden Deal.
2: <laughs> I will. I'm gonna write it down right now.
1: All right. Well, I'll send you a copy or some such. I don't know. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll do. I'll pull a Kristen on you. <laughs> <As> <laughs> I love it, it.
2: My influence is paying off.
1: Yeah, you're not all angsty though tonight. No,
2: I'm really not.
1: No, because how can you be angsty with with White Snake?
0: Only in the night, I will not go crazy with the thoughts of retribution.
1: In the rain. In the rain. Well, maybe a little angsty.
2: I was gonna say, what were you saying about
1: angsty? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but bad segue. Mm, yeah. Well, oh well, but it's not my first. Won't be my last, Kristen. Let's be honest. <laughs> It's uh but it's white snake. Yeah. And so you kinda this is the thing about a lot of these good hair bands is even when they're you know even when they're saying no one ever sees the tears when you're crying in the rain, you're still just kinda banging your head like this
2: rocks. Exactly. So. <laughs> I mean, this song just starts like with a kick in the teeth. Yes. Like that guitar, like na na da and then Coverdale's vocal coming in and just yes. like slaying like David Coverdale's voice is amazing and I don't think we've ever talked about White Snake on this show which is why I included them but I have been listening to this song which is like ridiculously in the car but his voice like he's infamous for doing songs in one take Really? And yeah, and it's perfect. Like there's the infamous story of Joe Elliott from Def Leppard when they were recording Pyromania walking in on David Coverdale doing slow and easy in one take and he was like that was exactly what i need to see at the time i've been in the studio for 17 hours with mutt trying to get the vocals for the song and david coverdale just recorded this vocal in four and a half minutes mm. so david coverdale got him drunk
1: that's <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know yeah as you do
1: and as, as yeah that's what i mean in that in that how all the in that how you'd record songs and stuff
2: Basically, I mean okay. it worked for bon, for uh, John Bon Jovi That's with right. uh, Wanted Dead or Alive.
1: Oh, indeed. What um Now, what do you think of the the Coverdale Page team up?
2: Honestly, never even listened to any of it. Okay. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. What do you think of the Coverdale Page? I like it. Okay.
0: Yeah. I
2: like it. I mean, it. I know it was popular and sir- I mean like he does have like not like cuz you know, there's only one Robert Plant, like totally aware right. of that. But he does have, like, how Robert Plant has that very, like, bluesy, like, soulful kind of voice. Yeah. And has, like, ha- like he- Robert Plant can make songs and vocals very sexy, like, very easily, which is how he sings. Mm-hmm. And David Coverdale can do the exact same thing.
1: Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm turned on by David Coverdale.
2: I mean, you should be, honestly. Right. <laughs> Although David Coverdale was, like, 60 years old in, you know, 1987. But yeah. whatever.
1: Well, so was I, Kristen. Let's be honest.
2: You weren't you weren't that old uh, no, in 87. No.
1: I was 10 in 87.
2: Look at you.
1: So look at look at little Steve.
2: <laughs> look at that
1: butterball running around, looking like a beach ball with hands and feet.
2: Did you have big hair?
1: Uh no. Well, no. No. Oh, I'm
2: disappointed. I
1: did this thing. I never liked to comb my hair. Okay. Um and so I would just comb it just straight down. Oh my god. Yeah. I was a loser. And and then middle school, I started to kind of do some stuff with it, and and my hair was always wavy, really wavy, and so So you
2: had perfect eighties hairband hair. I
1: could have if I if I'd have grown it out, but never really cared to grow it out. It's too much. I tried to grow my hair out a while back, and it was just too much work.
2: You just got to be patient.
1: Well, it's not it's not even like oh, just real. It was like it got to the stage where I'm like. It wasn't long, but it wasn't short, but it was just, like, annoying. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't do anything with it. (laughs) So.
2: But now that look is in, that, like, slightly long hair where you could, like, just put it in a ponytail and just get it in a man bun. Like, that's popular now. No, I wasn't even there. You could just just buy a new shampoo bar from Lush, and it'll help grow your hair faster. I
1: I wasn't even there to to the being able to just put it in a ponytail.
2: Oh well, Steve, come on! That's the most annoying part.
1: Well, what I yeah, but the thing is, is like it was starting to hang. I you know, no one shaped it up or anything. I didn't get it shaped up. I was just like, I'm just gonna let this, just gonna let this mop grow. See what happens? Oh no! Yeah,
2: you gotta take care of it, man.
1: Well, you know, and and it did. It get really wavy. In fact, we were. It was when I was at. uh, It was around the time that episode three came out. So we were at Star Wars Celebration three. And we'd been outside that morning waiting in line to get in. It was a horrible experience. To a great con, it was. It was a great experience, but at the same time, it was horribly managed. Let me say that. Okay. And so we're waiting outside in this huge long line to get in to the convention center, and it starts to rain. So we're standing in the rain, and we get inside. And so I go just to kind of go get under a hand dryer at the uh, just to dry off, you know, strategic locations of my shirt and what have you. And my hair was long, and, like I say, it's wavy, and the moisture had caused it to I had little ringlets,
0: oh my gosh I mean like
1: like ringlet curls um just dripping off the side of my head there <laughs> It was really cute
2: it's amazing
1: really, really cute, really cute, fat guy with ringy with ringlet hair is what was going on there, so um man, I love white snake, by the way.
2: They're so good.
1: They're just his, and it's it really for me with White Snake more than anything. It comes down to his vocals. Yeah, I mean it really does. He's just, uh, his voice is just fantastic. It's perfect for what he does.
2: He's a powerhouse. And the thing with White Snake too is they like his voice made White Snake not just you know a thrown in you know other '80s metal hair band. Now, like, you and I will go to, like, the ends of the earth for those bands and be like, no, like, they are their own thing, and, like, you could tell the difference between rat and poison, but some people, it's like, no, all those bands sounded the same. Oh. But you can put Snake on, and it's like, this is different.
1: Kristen, I have, I, speaking of such as, I now have, <laughs> I now will go into a story. Okay. I was over in a town near here called Vidalia. If you've ever had a Vidalia onion. Yes. Uh, it's where they're from. Okay, yeah. I like Vidalia Onions. 30 minutes from here. And this, we were, I was having lunch with uh, my cousin and some people from his church. I'd gone to his church this past Sunday is what it was. And so we're hanging out and uh, Def Leppard gets brought up. Oh. And this dude who is a musician at my cousin's church I'm like, no, I'm not really in Def Leppard, no. You know, he just kind of shook it off and I'm like, oh, am I about to have to do this again?
2: <laughs> For like the second and time so, in and like... Right
1: and so my cousin's like Oh don't say that around him And he's like oh you like Def Leppard I'm like kinda (laughs) And so I just kind of go into the whole I I just go into the thing of like Look you gotta understand How what goes in there I said just listen to And again I've been on a hysteria kick Just listen to hysteria Just listen to the guitar work in that song And, And I'm like And then when you hear them singing I said you're gonna think that You know there's a lot of i said obviously there are some things being done you know amp wise and 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 effects wise i said but they're not being auto-tuned their their harmonies are that tight i said they're amazing yep and uh he's like yeah 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 and and then he said something about the beatles Mm. and i'm like yeah i don't i think the beatles are overrated (laughs) and
2: And he's like, I'm not listening to anything. You oh said. yeah,
1: like he just—he almost fell out of his chair, just laughing. And and I'm like, no. I said, you don't understand. I said, in the, in the circles I run, for whatever reason, for a while there, all I could ever hear anyone talk about was just how wonderful the Beatles are. And how, and I'm like, and I'm, they're just overrated. And he's like, well, he's like, yeah, probably some of the earlier stuff. I said, no, 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 no. I like their earlier stuff. I said, I'll take, I want to hold your hand. I said, but when you want to take me to an octopus's garden, forget that. <laughs> I said, that's just like weird. Done. Yeah, I said, done, no, done. And uh, and uh so I was just like, oh, I can't wait to tell Kristen that someone else is dogging on some Led Zeppelin. <laughs> or I mean some Def Leppard. See, yeah. everyone,
2: Steve, Def Leppard, it's not the cool band to like. And uh, I'll just keep punching people in the face until they accept how great they are.
1: I don't understand it. I don't understand it. And speaking of them... um of course, you can't have Rock Out Loud without playing a track from Def Leppard.
2: And it's a Steve pick.
1: It is a Steve pick. It's off their album, Yeah, which is an album full of covers. I've done some covers tonight. Uh, and it's... Uh, well, it's their cover of ELO. The old Electric Light Orchestra. The uh, 10538 Overture. Def Leppard. Def <laughs> Leppard. I dig this song
2: it's so good i
1: mean it goes right along with fitting with my chill out mood and everything that i've been in lately for some reason and uh, and it's and it's def leopard and they do such a good job uh, this whole album this yeah album is great it's
2: completely underrated too
1: yeah well i mean as we've said this is a band that ends up being completely underrated yeah But I like the way that, you know, this, they do a great job of being Def Leppard, but they don't sound like Def Leppard necessarily. No. Like
2: that, uh, ah, like that sounds like Def Leppard, but other
1: than that. Yeah. It's just, it doesn't sound like they normally sound. And, And I dig that on, you know, on one hand, and because it, I don't know. I feel like sometimes it shows shows a band's range when they can get a little bit out of what you expect them to sound like. Um, just for kicks and giggles, this is the original Electric Light. I got the full on orchestra going in that mess. <laughs> they are breaking they had it down. the
2: whole orchestra with them all the time.
1: Uh, ELO, ladies and gentlemen.
2: My dad loved ELO, loved ELO. Really? Yeah.
1: I like them. They got some good stuff. I'm not an expert on I'm not an expert on anything, let's be honest. You want to talk Star Wars? Boom, I can handle that. But <laughs> you know, but I like some of their stuff I'm not like a I'm not Like people say uh, Electric like, I'm like really I don't know if I know anything By them And then I'll hear a song or two I'm like oh yeah I do know them So
0: <laughs> See I feel like
2: that's me I'm like I don't know That I know a song by them I mean I'm sure I do But I'm like yeah. I don't know a name Of a song
0: by them
1: Um Let me see
2: Oh yes, it's yes.
1: <laughs> Got it. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> so that's a little bit uh, some of their later stuff, though. But I love, I dig that uh, that that one song, and and it's one of the ones again that I just keep coming back to on that album. I'm like, well, let's just put this in my rotation right now. I guess might up there with everything else. That that's I've-
2: another album too that's really good to listen to when like you have stuff to do and you need something just kind of like in the background.
1: Right, right.
2: Oh, it's so good.
1: Yes, indeed. Um well, we're about to have a little conversation here, Kristen.
2: I'm so excited.
1: Uh let's play this first. It's uh why do I keep counting by the killers? Now, Kristen. Yeah. Whenever I hear the term get down, I think of boogieing. <laughs> so when you're like, help me get down, I'm like, well, let me throw on some flat tracks of Black Wax from way back and really put you in the boogie mood. But uh, but this is this is just kind of keeping with your angsty stuff here lately, huh? Yep. The I mean, Killers. The
2: Killers, they write such good angst. But, like, this song is a very different sounding killers Mm -hmm. and for some reason like it just it just goes on and on and on and on the song and it just it keeps building and building and i i think it's a it's a underrated song from sam's town Mm -hmm. but it fits so well and i love that it's got like that effect on his vocal and it sounds very kind of you know Isolated and like you're out in the middle of like a desert in the middle of the night, just kind of singing around a fire or something crazy like that. But then all of a sudden you get like all those voices and everyone singing. Am and I? Just, I love the
0: killers.
1: Am I wrong in in saying that they they have a very Queen sound here in this no, song? No, I don't
2: think you are. I think I think you are justified to say that.
1: I mean, it, they they really do sound you know, especially with the whole group. Chiming in with them and everything, they've got a very queen sound to me. Yeah, with them and uh, and that sort of thing. Um, so our friend Dave Jones from Mark uh-huh. Out Loud, who's also a music lover extraordinaire, who is disappointed tonight that we did not uh, put any Nirvana in here or That's never going to happen or Southern Rock. Um, he he gave me two albums by the Killers. Do what? I've, I've lost Kristen. This is very sad. Help me get down, Kristen. Help me get down. This is tragedy. Tragedy. When you being in a tragedy, I'm singing disco and rock out loud. It's a tragedy. I don't know if anyone is in the chat. Tragedy. 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 I was gonna talk killers with Kristen, but she's gone now. Cause it's a tragedy, cause she's so gone now. She's so gone. I'll hang up the call and call her back. Tragedy. Oh my Lanta, it's saying there's an internet connection problem between you two. Hold on while we try to get the call back. Hmm. I wonder, it's obviously a Skype issue. Oh, maybe she was trying to call me. Are you back? I am
2: trying to call you.
1: I was trying to call you.
2: Oh, we did that thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and it said, uh, I was singing disco while you were gone.
2: Oh, okay. That yeah. ha- totally has a place on Rock Out Loud. Well,
1: I even in, in the lyrics, I said, it's a tragedy when you sing disco on a Rock Out Loud. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I don't know where I lost you.
2: Um, we were talking about how they sound like Queen. Okay. And you were talking about Dave Jones.
1: Yeah, he gave me two albums by the Killers. Okay. He gave me Sam's Town and Sawdust.
2: Yes. I wouldn't have given you Sawdust, but okay. Really? Yep. Why not? It's a B-Sides album. It's a great album, but it's a B-Sides album.
1: Okay. So, um... So what would you suggest then by The Killers?
2: Well, I would definitely do Sam's Town. Right. And then I would probably go Battle Born. Mm-hmm. And then I would go Hot Fuss.
1: Hot Fuss? Yes. Okay.
2: And then I would go Day and Age. And then I would go Sawdust.
1: Okay. So so swing back around to Sawdust. Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> I say Sawdust is like your add-ons. like... Because there are great songs on there, like "Tranquilize" and Sweet Talk and All the Pretty Faces. Amazing, amazing, amazing songs. Mm-hmm. But I would go the full albums first and then build off of that with Sawdust.
1: Okay. All right. Well, I've got to take a little road trip here uh, at the end of this week. and um, And so I was like, well, it's time to acquaint myself, I guess, with these guys. Yes! Since I've had this thing here for a while. So I'll probably be acquainting myself with some killers.
2: I'm so excited for you. Well. (laughs) I'm so excited for you.
1: But what if I come back and don't like them?
2: Um, Highly doubt that considering everything I've ever played on here and sent you, you've been like, oh no, I really like that. I actually really like them. (laughs) You're not doing a good enough job of making me liking them more.
1: Well, there you go. Dave put albums in my hand. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, I do not have the ability to do that.
1: I understand. Dave is a huge, huge. He he really it was a proponent of the killers. They're so good. So the last time he was here, he's like, I can't believe you're not into a man. I can't. Dave can never believe when I'm not into something that he likes. <laughs> he almost takes it personally.
2: That's hilarious. But, we don't uh, have that friend.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I, and a lot of us are that person. <laughs> So, you know, when someone's sitting across the table at, from me that I barely know, and they're like, yeah, I don't really care for Deaf Leopard. What are you talking
2: about? <laughs> you throw your drink at them. That's
1: right. That's right. Get kicked out of the restaurant. It's terrible. It's terrible. Well, that's just kind of a little snapshot of kind of what we've been chilling to, listening to lately. Just music. Just hanging out.
2: Just good times.
1: I, listen, I've had a blast, to be honest with you. Me too. This is fun. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. This is. This is what I kind of always envisioned Rock Out Loud being. Not a lot of prep, just a lot of music.
2: Oh, my God. See, that's where we are so opposite. I love to prep. (laughs) I love to know what's coming to me. I love to have it all laid out. And you're like, let's wing it. I'm like, oh, my God. I don't know if I'm going to have anything to say. (laughs) Let's
1: wing it. Let's wing it. And immediately, Kristen's throat seizes up because she's like, no, nope. wing it. No, I'm allergic to winging it. Oh, my God. <laughs>
2: That's uh, I have, like, three things of water next to next to me. <laughs> <laughs> I got to keep the throat. I got to keep it, you know, I got to wet the whistle.
1: I hear you. I understand. I understand. Well, you know what you did? You winged it well. Thank you. You winged it very well.
2: Do Hopefully no one it. will know that I was making it.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's going to do it for us here on Rock Out Loud. You can email us and we'd love for you to email us at rockoutloud at gmail.com rockoutloud at gmail.com Let me make sure that's right. Because I feel like that's wrong. I always get... it's Rock Out Loud. It's Rock Out Loud Pod. pod. Yeah. Rock Out Loud Pod at gmail.com. I'm sorry. Rock Out Loud Pod at gmail.com. Email us. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know what's in your rotation here lately. And uh, if we play it on the show, then you win. What do you win? Shout out? I guess. Your
2: name on a podcast. Your
1: name on a podcast. Who can say they've done that? Jeez. Uh, All the zoo crew. Um rock at gmail.com we're on Twitter we're at rock out on Twitter right yes good I always forget exactly what we are where we're at because <laughs> be, because this is the one show we have to add all that extra stuff to Yes. because rock out loud was taken and not being really used it's at all yeah um, and we're on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash Almost there. Rock Out Loud Podcast.
2: Podcast. Yes.
1: Facebook.com slash Rock Out Loud Podcast. Out Loud Pod at gmail.com Twitter.com slash rockoutloudpod loud pod. Facebook.com slash out loud podcast. If you want to interact with us individually on the Twitter, I'm at Steve Glosson. Kristen is at Xboxing the Stars. And uh, we'd love to hear from you between shows. On on all the social medias. We'd love it. Head over to geekoutonline.com. That's the hub and the home of the Goliverse. You'll find the schedule there. You'll find the Goliverse Wall of Fame. With everyone who's supporting the Goaliverse through Patreon at patreon.com slash geekoutloud. And uh, if you want to help out in any way through that, just head over to patreon.com slash geekoutloud. And it'll be much, muchly appreciated. We've got uh, the Patreon-exclusive t-shirts going out very soon, as well as uh, the second of two this month. Uh, exclusive podcast coming from Patreon. So for those of you who are Patreon supporters, make sure you keep your eyes open for those things. I've had a blast tonight just winging it. Kristen was stressed out, but she did wonderfully. And uh, we're going to do it again Thanks, af- after Thanksgiving, I'm sure, cuz I think I think next week the Golaverse is going to take the week off. I just Ooh. think I think yeah, I think we're going to do it for the Thanksgiving holidays. We're going to take the week off. And come back around after Thanksgiving, so you'll get your you'll get your dose of rock out loud, and we'll get to see Kristen in full on super stressed out uh, retail mode.
0: Yeah,
2: buddy! It's gonna be a thousand dollar Black Friday. Hi, <laughs> forty three people on a staff. Hi.
1: So for for our silent podcast partner, Aunt Angie. Yes, I'm Steve. I'm Kristen. We'll see you next time. Rock on, everybody.
2: Rock on, guys. Bye.